Hello again, everybody. This is Zach with the Jam Space Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Before we get into the episode, I want to let you guys know something about something special going on. Thursday, Thursday May 26th, Nile Underground, Warlong, Who Do I Kill, Secrets, Secrets, Secrets of Lost, of Lost Empires, Empires, Loser, Loser and, and Solar, Solar Haze. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, and our guest on today's show is CJ from the band Farewell from Sierra Vista, Arizona. Let's get in to the episode. What is up, CJ? How are you? Zach, what's up, man? <clears throat> hey, man. It's good to hear from you. It's nice to meet you. Um, I was, uh, I've was been checking out your guys' band since you popped on the scene and was looking forward to playing with you guys this week, but unfortunately, uh, you had to pull off. Yeah, unfortunately. So what happened there was it's just one of those things when you got to work, work a man's band. Oh, uh, um, yeah. I understand, our, our dude. I just... I hate canceling gigs too. I just had to cancel one on the 29th. We were playing with resin. Uh, but yeah, same thing happened to me, man. I had some last minute work stuff come up and I had to go out of town. So sometimes the shit happens, man. Yeah, it, it really does. Hell yeah. So how you doing tonight, brother? Super good. So I'm actually up in Albuquerque right now. Uh, I drove up the night before. Uh, I'm up here to catch a sleep concert Sick. tomorrow night. Killer. And where are they playing at over there? So, they're playing at the El Rey Theater. All right. Up in Albuquerque. Cool. Hell yeah, It doesn't get much better than that. No, man. One time, uh, my wife and I were up in Denver for the 420 festivities a few years ago. And I didn't even know it, but Sleep was playing at this bar, at this venue down the road from us, man. So, we went and caught them on a surprise 420 show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they didn't they didn't like um advertise it or anything or promote it or anything. It was just like a pop up four twenty, here's sleep. It's like what the fuck? <laughs> so that's awesome, man. I'm I'm stoked for you, brother. You ever seen sleep before? Oh no, this will be my first time. That's awesome. Uh, I'm I can't I can't wait. So Hell yeah, dude. How's Albuquerque right now? Albuquerque's good. You know, it's like I, we drove up here. It was, it was kind of, you know, a six and a half hour drive from Sierra Vista. Mm. Um, and we got here and it, it felt like we just drove straight into Tucson. That's what it kind of felt like. <laughs> kind of be <laughs> like, like, did we just drive all the way from like southern Arizona to northern New Mexico and end up back in southern Arizona again? Yeah, it feels the same. It feels That's... like being home. It feels the same to me. I was just there recently, so it's fresh on my mind, man. We just went and played a little bar up there. Um, and we were checking out the little downtown strip that they got, man. And it was really cool. We enjoyed it very much. Want to go what, back real soon. What bar did you play? I'm trying to think of it right now, dude. It's fucking, I'm blanking on it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I reached out to the guys from Red Mesa because they're from here. Uh-huh. You play with them? No, we haven't played with them yet. Um, I've talked to Brad about jamming with them, but they've got all their stuff booked out for quite a while. So yeah, they're busy guys, but they're up in town tonight. And I was, I reached out to them to see what see what they're up to. So we'll see if we end up running into them or not. Yeah, the little strip man. There's a cool bar down there. The one I do remember was Sister Bar, and um, that one when I went in there, they had like 
I remember just seeing all kinds of stickers from really cool bands like Wind Hand and fucking Conan and all these cool. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's like they have like a very like uh, doomy stoner vibe in there. Uh, if you end up on the strip, definitely check out Sister Bar, man. Yeah, that's probably what I end up doing later once it gets dark. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. So tell me about your band. You said you're from Sierra Vista. Uh, is that where everybody's from? Yeah, so we're all down there. Um, a few of us have been there for a really long time. I'm I'm kind of newer to the area. Um, and then we just met kind of, uh, you know, like Nick's from like a, he's from a metal, like a death metal background. Uh, Justin's from more of like a punk uh, background. And I'm more from like a, like a blues rock background. Nice. So we kind of started talking about, you know, maybe getting something together. And, uh, you know, the kind of the theme that we wanted to keep was let's make it heavy and let's make it loud. And where we landed was, you know, it just came out to be a pretty heavy doom, doom sound. <clears throat> and that's what we stuck with. Um, so we, we just, you know, we would shopped for quite a while just to kind of, you know, write songs and figure out what our sound was going to be like. So we spent about a year, you know, during COVID and everything else, just trying to figure out what was going to go on. And then after we kind of got a, we got a set, you know, sorted out, we started, you know, reaching out to folks. And then Adam from Immortalized Productions, you know, he, he gave us a line that he was like, hey, I got a couple of shows coming up. And so we, we jumped on those, um, and that was great. We played, we played a show up, up in Phoenix in, uh, Dirty Birdie, right? Palo Verde. And that was really fun. Oh yeah. Uh, if anyone has, has ever has a chance to catch a show or play a show in Palo Verde, the, the vibe there is just. Were you guys real. there with, um, uh, Lost Dutchman and Grail and were you guys on that show? Uh, no, no, we were up there. It was a little bit before that. We were up there. We played with Quantum Colossus. It was kind of a mixed bag, but it was a really good bag. So it was Quantum Colossus, Cycloptopus, who are good friends of ours. Um, a, a really cool band from Tucson called Theocide. And and we, we played last, which I think is kind of the honor, honor spot to close up the night when everyone's either drunk or leaving. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's still fun. Yeah. And then uh oh yeah, a blasphemous inebriation. Those guys played too. And and that and they were a great thrash thrash band. So it was really just a little bit of everything for that show. Um and that was on that was back in in late let's see, late February. We played that right at the end of February. Right. Um, that was a really fun time. And so you guys drove up from Sierra Vista. That what? How far? Yep. I I just went down to Bisbee, and that was fucking uh, what three and a half hours. I I think Sierra Vista is about the same, huh? Yeah, it's 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 six and one half dozen the other. If you drive over to to Bisbee, um, you know, but you don't make that left turn. You're uh, right You there. end up in Sierra Vista. Yeah, we saw it on the way back home. We, we drove yep. right past it. I'm not from Arizona either, so. All this is new to me, man. I really enjoyed Bisbee, though. It was awesome. Oh, Bisbee's great. Yeah. So, I mean, so you guys were just there with Conqueror of Light, right? Destroyer, oh, Destroyer of Light. Yeah. Destroyer of Light. Yeah. Sorry. I, I get my bands confused because we played there the following weekend with Conqueror Worm. 
Yeah, I um, saw that, man. That's killer. They haven't played out for a number of years. So that was the first time they've been out in a while. And we played a show over next door at Elmo's. And how'd um, that go? That was great. Uh, that was great. So we got we got some killer bands to come out. Um, Quantum Colossus, who we played with up at Dirty Birdie, they came down. And then I've been talking to, and I'd met uh, the guys from Manguera last year at a house show. And so I reached out to them. I reached out to Demon Grass as well, just the kind of the Tucson guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Manguera came down. And then we also, I, I just, like, just the most random thing happened where I actually ran into Lawrence um, from Conquer Worm. And he said they were getting back together. And so I was like, you know, if you're ready, you know, we're trying to put a show together in Bisbee. And, and they got their stuff together. And man, I'll tell you what, Conquer Worm. Conquerworm did a great job. That was a really fun band to hear. Um, and then Quantum Colossus, you know, bringing their style of things, you know, and then the only thing that kind of ended up happening was that they, you know, four, four heavy bands in a row was maybe more than uh, Bisbee was ready for on that Saturday. I don't know. <laughs> um, but they found out how loud Doom is. They really did. Yeah, I was worried how they were going to accept us when we played, but I mean, everybody, they uh, they got pretty into it where we were at. Oh, at yeah. The, at the yeah. quarry, so. The, the quarry's got a great scene there. Uh, the owner's really chill. Um, the week before you were down there, heck, they had St. Breaker and Thraw, Napalm Strike, and Sleeping with a Witch. That's awesome. So, so they were they're ready for heavy music. <laughs> if they're gonna let Throp, you know, do their thing. Oh so, yeah, the weights the staff there was uh really cool. But this was like a free show weekday, so we just had like a random crowd, you know? Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, actually we were trying to make it over there, but you know, like work, same thing. Work. Yeah. These work, damn jobs, man. Is, man. Yeah, you gotta you gotta pay the bills uh, first. Killing yourself to live, man, like Ozzy was talking about. <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, man. So, um, is Conquer Worm from your part of the Arizona, or are they from Tucson? I, I Conquer Worm's from up in Tucson. All those okay. guys live up there. Um, the drummer Ian and Lawrence they they were the original members, uh, and they've been together for quite a while. Uh, they and then uh, they they found a new bassist, which kind of reinvigorated the project. Um, and so they started getting their stuff together. And so they, so yeah, they're out of Tucson, Southern Tucson, another Tucson band, but they're really good. What's the distance between, uh, Tucson and, and Sierra Vista over there? Yeah. It's only like, you know, an hour and 20 minutes to nice. the middle of Tucson. Yeah. That's not a bad there. little stretch. Tucson's oh, no, that's a not good bad little, uh, good little halfway point between here and there. Yeah, it is. It really is. I've been trying to, so, we've been trying to play shows in Tucson ever since we got back in the saddle, man, but we've had no luck so far, so we'd love well, to come so, down there and mingle with everybody in the scene. We've only played there once a few years ago with this band Guardians. Oh, uh, those guys, those guys just came back around. Yeah, I've seen them doing some stuff on social yeah. media. Yeah, yeah, so um, I can't remember yeah, the so, venue we played at, but they were talking about how they were about to sell it. <laughs> but it was really cool. <laughs> the lady that owned it was really nice, but they were unfortunately she was uh, parting ways with it. So I don't know. I don't remember what happened oh. with that. 
Well, so Congress, Club Congress is pretty friendly to heavy music. Um, and Demongrass plays there, and Larry Larry knows those folks uh, from Demongrass. So talking to Manguera, you know, we're we're maybe thinking about trying to get something going going to Club Congress. Have you been up to Club Congress there on on uh, in Tucson? No, I haven't done much down in Tucson, man. I've done a lot of work down there, but I haven't been to many shows down there. Ah, oh, they've got a great stage, right? So bands like. Yob and Sumac just played there, you know, in the last couple of months. Is that where Clutch um, just played recently? No. Oh, no. Okay. Clutch was playing the same night. They're playing it like the Rialto. Oh, gotcha. Which is, you know, just basically across the street, literally. I noticed that bands, really fucking cool bands, will come around here, but they'll hit Tucson and not up here in Phoenix. Dude, I'm telling you, we just saw Testament, Exodus, and Death Angel. Wow. Out of Tucson, man. Damn. That was crazy. I thought I heard something about Testament breaking up or something. I know. So so Testament, so their deal is they 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 kind of like had some drummer stuff going on. Mm. So they hired Dave Lombardo. Holy shit. The the man from Slayer. Right. Absolutely. And so so they don't have any problems anymore. So their lineup is solid. It was fantastic. I love that band, man. They're such a yeah. great fucking band. Well, Exodus has Gary Holt now. So, like, I got to see about 50% of Slayer. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> it was, it was, and the vibe was killer. Um, and that was at the Rialto, you know. It's not a, it's not a big venue. So, it was packed, but it was really good. Have it's you heard show. about, so, yeah. I've heard, like, all the dudes from Slayer want to put Slayer back together, except for Tom Araya. <laughs> He's, like, super done with it, is what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that that is the word on the street but those guys they still got chops and they still want to play so yeah i'm just glad gary holt's still playing so gary holt obviously was covering down um but it during the show i mean it was just you know it it was it, it was it was great it was really good and and i don't know why those i'm actually i'm super grateful those shows don't go up to phoenix because it seems like all the good shows go up to phoenix to me right like mm-hmm. i'm like oh man if i could just get up because like all the cool bands are cruising through uh phoenix like resin for example man i would love to go up and see resin but that's such a long drive yeah it is a long drive five hours is a long way to go see a band for the night you know um no and i just took notice to the type of bands that would go down there it's always fucking cool bands like uh like the type of bands we would want to go see you know what i mean Clutch, oh, is, yeah. Clutch is one of the more recent ones with I Hate God. And I've seen that they've done that before, that they hit Tucson and didn't come up here. I just thought it was interesting, you know? Yeah, I Hate God, yeah. They, 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 they came down and played. Well, that was a really funny show because they came down and played a show with Thraw, Napalm Death, and Guar. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that, that was fantastic. That was such a good show. They're such a great band. They're one of my favorite bands. I got their fucking shit tattooed on me, bro. I love I Hate God, dude. Uh, dude they're super good. Every time I see them, man, they're so cool. We fucking hang out for a little bit, chit-chat for a second, man. They're such nice dudes. Fucking Bauer Power. I love everything right. that dude does. Uh, yeah, one of my favorites, man. So um, what's the scene like in Sierra Vista? Do you know the guys in uh, Fuzz Evil? 
you know, the thing is, I do, I, I, I kind of know those guys. Um, I reached out to those guys when we were setting up our show in Bisbee, and they're and they're not really playing out right now. But yeah, so here's a funny story. So I, I play, I play bass, I play guitar, and I play drums, and I end up playing drums uh, in the the uh, community theater for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Wow. And the guy that was. Yeah, and the guy that was playing bass there is really good friends um, with the guitarist from Fuzz Evil. And so I was like, hey, reach out. We want to get, you know, Fuzz Evil, you know, playing a show with us, you know, over in Bisbee. But they're, they don't, they're not really, they're not playing out right now. But hopefully we can get them on a bill sometime. Oh, they're such a great band. Cool. I mean, they're yeah. just like everybody else. They're busy guys working with families and stuff. Yep. Um, and, and that's, that's the magic of, of this, you know, like this universe is like everyone's kind of got the same, same handicap, but you know, that's what's going on. It's like, you gotta, you gotta earn a living somehow. That's why it's special when we make it happen. I want to keep talking about your band, but I want to talk about this Rocky Horror Picture Show thing for a second, bro. <laughs> sure. <laughs> How did this come to be, man? So you played drums for a Rocky Horror musical? Yeah, I did. I did. So, uh, so... My neighbor, a good dude, super good drummer, right? Um, jazz drummer. He hit me up, and he was like, "Hey, do you know anyone who could drum for this musical that they're putting on for the community theater?" And I was like, "I mean, I drum, but I'm not gonna say I can, you know, drum very well." And so he he sat and gave me one on one lessons for a couple of months, and then I just just practiced every single morning, you know, like four o'clock in the morning. Uh, went through the you know the two hours, basically twenty five songs I had to learn. Wow. I went through all twenty five songs almost every day for a couple of months, and yeah. finally got my stuff together so I could actually play the show. So it was it was one of those things where I I wasn't even a huge fan of Rocky Horror before I got to know it in that way. Uh-huh. Um, but now I love it, and and I credit you know that experience to why I can actually play the drums now. It it worked out really great, but it was trial by fire. I've never loved 100%. the movie. I thought it was interesting, but it definitely has a cult following, and I just thought that's pretty cool, man. You were basically in like a training camp, dude. Ready? To oh go, yeah, <laughs> getting ready for a fight or something. Oh yeah, oh I, yeah. It I used to do day. that. My dad has a like a. They run like a talent agency where they book see in yuma we have a big uh i don't live in yuma but they do down there and they have a big snowbird culture mm. and uh so every year when the snowbirds come down the rv parks fill up dude and they have all these state like little auditoriums and stuff in their parks and my dad has this company where they book all these like tribute acts, man, like Little Richard, uh, <laughs> Eagles, shit like that. And yeah, I got they, stuff. I got roped into playing rhythm guitar for a couple of shows on that <laughs> shit I had <laughs> never listened to before, didn't know it whatsoever, and I had like two weeks to play it. Uh, luckily, it was just uh, old. It was a Loretta Lynn show, one of them. So that's like old one, four, five kind of country stuff. Oh yeah, but it's simple enough, you know what I mean. But I I know how it is to just be totally unprepared for something and have the gig coming up, you know. Well, the other part of it is like I'm just I'm just a machine, man. I just love playing music. Like you know, all those guys like we learned from each other. Like we learned all those songs. Like there's some really talented musicians 
some really talented artists there. So like for me, it was just, you know, another thing where maybe I didn't have the time to do it, but I made the time and I, you know, I grew as a person from that. So it was Mm -hmm. good. It was, it was a blast. I'm the same way. I need to have something in front of me to work on, to tinker on. Oh yeah. Oh, That's yeah. why this podcast takes up a good amount of my um, tinker time, you know, and then fucking just I I love having different projects to work on because once you set those things into motion, they kind of echo out in the time, you know, and they open up other doors for you. The more projects that you that you're part of, uh, you know, the more you get to express yourself. It's like painting with different paints, kind of, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's. You know, so I consider myself a guitarist, a singer, a drummer, and a bassist for all those reasons. Like, so farewell. You know, that project. You know, I knew Nick, and we we knew each other as guitarists. And then he he was like, "Hey, man, do you do you play bass?" And I was like, "I mean, I do." And I played bass in a band before, but it was you know as a blues rock cover band. And so I was like, you know, I I could I could maybe sort this out. And so it literally just picked up the bass um for farewell and it's like anything else like i just found this deep you know respect for bass players and this and this concept of laying down super heavy thick rhythms and i I just love it now like right it's just become part of who i am like i i consider myself as much of a bassist these days as i do a guitarist period Um, and that's just just because i just decided to bite into this project that's exactly how our bass player came to be a bassist. He he was a guitar player too for the longest time, and years ago we just stuck him on the bass, <laughs> and he's <laughs> he fucking been a bass player ever since. And I play, yeah. you know, I dabble in everything too, and I've played bass for other bands, but I've never got to the point where I would call myself a bassist just as much as a guitarist, man. So, fucking good on you, mate. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like you got to volunteer for, as tribute, right? It's just like the Hunger Games, like someone's got to play bass. Uh huh. So, the, but the balance the balance we found was for us is there's a couple of songs I play guitar on, and so I get to scratch the itch, right? I write songs that are a little bit more um, melodic. That's more my style for guitar, um, and I you know I get to write and play some solos. And so it, it's there's a balance there. And so, you know, at the last show we played, people were really stoked when, you know, we, you know, I put down the bass and Nick picked up the bass and, you know, I picked up the guitar and we played two songs where I was on guitar and Nick was on bass. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's a way to do that. But I'll tell you right now, <clears throat> making the walls, you know, and the floor shake, that's a great time. Oh, really locking into the bass is a great feeling, dude. Oh, it's it's good. <clears throat> Everybody moves to the bass, so. That's right. The bass stops playing. People go, where'd the music go? Uh-huh. That's what happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you guys just burst onto the scene, kind of. You had your debut, debut show in February. Do you have, are you working on an album that you want to record, or what's up with that? Absolutely, yeah. So, we've got... We've got quite a bit of material <clears throat> written. Um, one thing that we're going to do here in the next couple of months is we're going to we're going to put together some some basic you know scratch track demos, um, and and use those to to go into the album with. So we're we're right now. You guys don't have anything on the internet, right? That's true. Yeah, 
That's true. So, so really what we did was we came together and we just started, you know, wood shopping this stuff really hard. And, and, you know, Nick being who he is and, and myself too, like, you know, we, we don't want to put anything out there until we're sure that that's what we want to put out there. Absolutely. So, so that's, that's, that's been our, you know, first priority is making sure that the material that we're writing is something that we're happy with, you know, we're not doing something that feels derivative. It feels original. Um, so, so, but we're close. So our plan right now is we're putting together, we've got eight tracks um, that we're going to, we're going to put together and those tracks, you know, with a little bit of, you know, we'll scratch them out over the next couple of months. Um, and then once we scratch them out, we'll play them out a little bit more this fall and then get really comfortable with them. And our plan is to go into the, into a studio, you know, come, uh, fall, winter. That's, that's the plan for us right now. And that's just, so when we do do that, we're ready. We know the songs are ready. The lyrics are ready. And then the actual voice that we're trying to find with the band is, is the is what we're looking for yeah man i like the way that you put all that dude you, you've uh sounds like you guys got a good game plan and fucking you've really articulated like what it's like for a band for a new band to flesh out its own sound man try to find its own voice because when you're coming out as a new band you really have a big opportunity to make a big pop and then you know what i mean uh, oh yeah. When you make that big pop, you can ride that momentum out for a while. If you, and then I would, you know, once you get your final uh, product and everything, man, definitely just kind of don't don't release the whole thing at once, man. You want to string everybody along a little bit, you know what I mean? That's good advice, man. Yeah. Man. Yeah, we we we're gonna put together. So so Nick, the the one thing that's really cool is Nick, our guitarist. Um, he's he's got some like pretty serious, you know, garage, uh, studio chops. So we're going to do a demo and that demo is going to be, you know, solid enough that we're going to try to push out a song that we really like yeah. as a single, as a single, that's a demo, you know, it's like, you know, it's got some, it's got some tuning on it, but it's not completely finished. And that way we can get something kind of out there. Yeah. You gotta have um, something to show people, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> for sure uh and i don't think that one has to be perfect as long as you you know label it like a demo this is our demo we're fucking we're just getting ready to go and you know we got a new album on the rise um yeah you guys gonna try to go for an ep or like a full length uh so so some of the bands like that you know we kind of model ourselves after um, the, you know, we just like really love what they're doing right now. Let's talk about that real quick. What kind of bands do you guys like, man? What are your influences and, uh, who do you like, like we're talking about right now? All right. So, I mean, like first and foremost, you know, like we, we, we throw back to Sabbath, man. Like we do a, you know, Sabbath is, is king to us. Absolutely. Um, one of the first songs that we even learned as a band was electric funeral, um, and, and we still kind of have that one in the hip pocket, you know, for a cover that we're going to pull off one of these days. Um, you know, Electric Wizard is a, a band we actually do a cover of. Um, we do uh, Drugula as a cover in our set right now. We have, I mean, 
Electric Wizard is just, I mean, those guys, like just everything about their vibe is kind of, you know, what we're going for. Just super heavy, doesn't care. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, like yeah. just just gives everything they've got. Um, you know, Monolord is another band that we really listen a lot to. Like just just like the just the crushing heaviness of Monolord is something that we really aspire to. Um you, know, you guys one, think you one, guys are executing that pretty well or what? Oh, I, I mean, I would say we're doing our, our best uh, <laughs> to do that. So uh, last show, you know, down in Bisbee, we kind of got a little carried away. Maybe maybe we got too loud. And I hate to say that that's the truth, but, like, it, it was pretty loud. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, man, you got to read the room and see, like, you got to kind of be able to tell, like, how much these people want it, how much they can t take, you know what I mean? That's uh, true. Because right? I've been the sound man for, for bands for a long time, too, man, and with my own gear and shit, and when they start redlining your gear, you're like, turn your shit down, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And, and so, uh, it, it's just, and I know we all want to turn it up loud as fuck. Here's, when I first would see destroyer of light that would be so fucking loud uh the owner would ask me to turn them off dude unplug these motherfuckers i'll be running <laughs> and this last time we played out with them this is years later now they their mute their fucking volume was totally manageable you know what i mean and i was surprised because i thought it was going to be loud as fuck again you know yeah they would pass out earplugs and shit but no i mean it, it, it's a fine line between not uh, between loud and too loud. So you fucking, I think the more you play, the louder you want to turn it up throughout the night too. Yeah, just you know, just a little bit at a time too, mm -hmm. right? You don't want to just go balls out like in the first song. So, so we we were pretty excited. It was our second show out. We, you know, we we know our songs. That's one thing. We practice quite a bit. Um, we we practice twice a week, and we've been practicing two to three times a week for over a year. So the songs that we've written, we were pretty comfortable with them. Um, and, and our, and our, our back line, uh, is pretty strong. Um, so we don't, we don't worry about that. So like what we ended up figuring out was that we can have a really, you know, full loud sound. Um, but we just, we kind of, we kind of just kind of, we, we overcranked it. We got a little excited. I'll be honest. <laughs> Well, you don't really um, get the full tone unless you have the amp turned all the way up, and we all know that. That's kind of true, but you know, so so we kind of learned that lesson. But so yeah, so we we do crush. That's one thing. Like, everything that about our sound is we just want to bring the heaviest wall of sound we can bring to people. Period. Um, so you know, we and there's a couple other bands I got shout out to. So if you've ever heard of 1782. Uh, it's a killer band, um, and then Acid Mammoth is another killer band. Oh, I know that. That, that we that we really look up to. Um, some of the stuff they're doing is just, it's just kind of you know, it's it's what we look at is like, you know, what is heavy doom, and those are the bands we really look at um, the most. You know, like what what you and your band's able to do that's super high skill, and and we're looking at looking at maybe filling a, a section of the market that's a little bit just slower and heavier 
where you actually breathe the frequency, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of, you kind of just feel what's happening as much as you, you, you hear it. I really appreciate um, you saying that about our band, man. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are great. So, so what kind of like, so when we started, you know, kind of figuring out what our sound was going to be, you know, we came up to Yucca and we saw you guys, we saw Lucifer, we saw Lost Dutchman, we saw Hoven Weep, mm. we saw, you know, Stone Witch was there that night. It was a killer show. Fuck and yeah. So, and so that was one of those, you know, that was a defining moment for us. We're like, you know, if, if we ever want to be, you know, part of this scene and we want to just have a sound that's not like everyone else's, you know, these are the guys... And and honestly, Lucifer. I mean, they they, they fucking play. kill it, dude. They got they, riffs, bro. They, they groove. Crush. They fucking they crush. Ah, oh, they got grooves, man. They absolutely crush. Um. So, so those are some of the things that you know that you know. And, and we're still growing as a band. I'll, I'll give you that. Like we're we're still growing. We, you know. You know we're we're in our you know freshman freshman year as a band and, and we're just still loving it. We're loving every minute of it. Every practice is a great time for us. Every time we get a shot to play out, it's just a great time for us. So right now everything is fun, and we just want to make sure that when we're ready uh, and we go to the studio, we're just going to record the best album that we possibly can. That sounds awesome, dude. And just to add to what you're saying about coming up to the show and seeing all these great bands that you just named off. Um, there's something here, man, and over here in Phoenix going on with the stoner doom scene, man. And uh, I really what when I moved here, I didn't really know what to expect or what I would find, but it's like the scene here is so tight, dude. I love it. I love the genre as a whole because anywhere that you go, there is a scene for this shit, and you wouldn't even know it on the surface because like mainstream media doesn't touch it. You know what I mean? It's very niche. Um, very fucking underground, and that's why I love it because everybody doesn't need to be a part of it. But the people that are a part of it are so fucking cool, man. Oh, I agree with that statement entirely. You know, I mean, like uh, I was, I got to see those guys, you know, open for Monolord, mm. and geez, those guys straight crushed. They are bursting onto the scene, man. With fucking, they got a bright future ahead of them, man. Oh, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. They just absolutely crushed that set. It was a killer set. Um, talk to Brad, like, hopefully, like, you know, like, I know they're going to be playing. I'd love to link up with those guys sometime. Man, they, they just sounded fantastic. Like, their sound was balanced. It was, I can't believe that was, like, their first shot out, you know, because that was, like, it seemed like it was their hundredth show. Mm-hmm. I fucking wanted to be there. I was out of town working, man, but uh, I saw the footage. Everybody, everybody showed up and showed out, dude. I'm proud of those guys, man, because I know what Blake's, how hard he's been working to get everything up and running for this band. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a champion for sure, right? Their sound was, their sound was good. Like everything was about, like, oh man, uh, what's their drummer's name? Wait. Wade, that's right, Wade. Man, Wade was crushing. Wade just smashed it. And their bass player, and I actually didn't get to talk to their bass player at all, but their bass player was just straight on lock with Wade the entire set. And I was like, that is what, that's what I want for my band, is that exact experience. It's just a locked-in 
rhythm section and just just the super heaviest sound. So, I mean, we've got role models locally, and that's what that's what's exciting about this, you know, our scene here in Southern Arizona. It's it's the bands that we have here that we get to see and hang out with. Those are great musicians and they're great role models. Man, I definitely want to um, come see that man, you know, for myself and come be a part of it and check everything out that's going on in that area. Absolutely. Absolutely. So hopefully um, we're, we're going to piece together a couple of shows here throughout uh, May and June, just some, some, local stuff and then um you know we'll be looking out for anyone reaching out to uh to get some shows going out in tucson so vanguard wants to get something going in tucson you know we you know we're good friends with demon grass and and they're the next show i know they have on their books is all the way out in uh october right now they're looking at a, a halloween show in bisbee um at the quarry that sounds amazing. So, so so yeah, so there's stuff going on all the way down here for sure. Yeah, we're uh we're booked up until June. We got a show in June and then we're taking the whole summer off to polish up this little EP we got and then we're gonna start doing stuff in October again. So maybe we can all link up then. That would be great. That'd be great. I mean if you're if you're if you're backing and crack a lack and in the end of uh, October, I'll, I'll make sure Larry knows uh, to reach out again. If you're looking for a, a Bisbee show, dude, that sounds like something that would be a lot of fun, bro. Let's definitely, uh, let's definitely talk about that. Once we get closer to it. Agreed. See yeah, how he's feeling about it. Well, CJ, man, I appreciate you doing this with me, man. I was, a. Uh, this has been a great conversation, you know. When it, when I do these podcasts with people I've never met before, it, it's a little I'm a little nervous at first, but man, this was a great conversation, dude. And I want, I can't wait to meet you guys and fucking play some shows together. Cheers, yeah, Zach. And again, thanks thanks for thinking of us. You know, we're looking forward to the show this weekend. It just again, you know, work is work. That's what we say in our band. It's like, you just, you got to take care of your family. Work, 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 work. Family first, man. And then do this when you can. And then that's what makes it beautiful. Because when you get to do it, you get to put it all, put all of it into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. hundred percent. Right on, man. Well, have a good night and enjoy the concert tomorrow, bro. Cheers. Thanks. Yep. Later, brother. All right. Bye-bye. All right, that was CJ from the band Farewell. They are from Southern Arizona, Sierra Vista, that area. They got a lot of good shit coming up. Uh, They were going to be playing with us on the show this weekend, but they had to pull out, as you heard on the episode. I just want to give one more shout-out to Farewell. Give a shout-out to Southern Arizona. Uh, We are playing this weekend at the Blues Bar. On the 23rd, Saturday, with Lost Dutchman, my bros. Uh, we're playing with Scott Rowe and Red Rum. Uh, this guy has a um, 
Alice Cooper tribute band that he's known for and his band Red Rum. So definitely come out and check that out. We're playing with Victims and the Kentucky Rifles, I think that's what they're called. I've never heard of them before. Uh, There's a lot of stuff I haven't heard on this show, but we're super stoked to be a part of it. Uh, Other than that, man, we got a lot of stuff coming up next month. The big thing I want to talk to you guys about is May 26th. We are at the Nile Underground, and we got motherfucking Warlung coming through from Houston, Texas. Let me make sure I'm saying the right date. I feel like it's the 27th. It might be the 27th. Let me make sure. But we got Warlung coming through from Houston, Texas. They're headed out to Heavy Psych Sounds Fest in San Francisco. And we are going to jam with them on the on their way here. On their way there, I suppose, is what you would say. <laughs> I've been doing this podcast for a long time tonight, guys, and I've worked all day today. So let me just pull this up. It is the 26th. I was right the first time. Fuck. Damn it, you guys. Always have faith in yourself. Trust your gut. May 26th, Warlung. Who Do I Kill, Lucifer, Secrets of Lost Empires, and we just added Solar Haze to the bill. They are from San Diego, California, signed to Metal Assault Records. Andrew has good taste, so you know they're good to go. Um, That's at the Nile Underground, May 26th, Nile Underground, Warlung, Who Do I Kill, Lucifer, Secrets of Lost Empires, and Solar Haze. Seven bucks at the door. 8 p.m. people. It's Thursday night. We all got places to go. But, man, we got fucking five bands. A five-band lineup on a Thursday night for $7. How? What else are you going to do, ladies? Gentlemen. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to the show. Tune in next week. This is Zach Cry saying, play it high, play it loud.